Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzaifa, as always. And today, get ready, because we have one of the biggest folks in the world of edtech and education. This is a really, really exciting episode and something that I'm really appreciative of the certain individual coming onto the show. So who we have today is the CEO of Kahoot. And if you're not familiar with Kahoot, Kahoot is a game-based learning platform and one of the world's fastest growing learning brands with millions of monthly active users in over 200 countries. And I believe as recent as 2017, they were having something like 50 million active monthly users, which is crazy. Kahoot makes it easy to create, discover, play, and share fun learning games in minutes for any subject in any language on any device for all ages. So I'm quite familiar with Kahoot because a lot of my kids use it. We use it in Spanish class. We use it in history, and and a lot of our kids even use it within presentations uh, to engage their audience members and fellow classmates. So I, I think it's a, just a phenomenal platform. Not only that, it's a phenomenally successful platform. I believe they've raised millions and millions of dollars already, and so doing just amazingly well. So without further ado, the CEO of Kahoot, Osmond Ferriset, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's go, let's rewind a bit. Now, I believe you started Kahoot somewhere around 2013. Can you tell us how you got the idea to create Kahoot and how it kind of evolved from there? Yeah, so I, I joined the other founders uh, of Kahoot in 2013. Uh, the other founders have been working on uh, different concepts for a couple of years around games and social games. And they were sort of now looking into the learning sector to see what they can do there to make learning much more engaging. And why? Uh, they, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So then they they started on this uh, concept, which became uh, Kahoot in 2012. Uh, and as we you said, we launched then in September 2013 with uh, what you now know as Kahoot and uh, to make it much more social and engaging. Uh, for everyone to play in the same room uh, when they were learning. So did the idea come about because the founders felt that there was a void in that sense or that that these types of socially engaging tools were just not there? Yeah, so coming from sort of different different parts, uh, the different founders, uh, one specifically was a a lot lot, uh, wanting to to have more the social aspect of learning and not just sitting one and one and one, but being in a group learning together socially was what he was missing from his learning experience at school and university. And then, of course, the other founders also had different experience uh, from their uh, schooling where they were struggling with some parts and and found it not so engaging uh, their experience at school, less social and less fun they wanted to bring play back into the 
learning experience as you do when you're really young. I love that. And it's so important. We just had on the previous episode, Jay Foreman, a comedian, where we talk about the importance of laughter and enjoyment and learning and how it makes such a difference. Same way that I love to use music in math education. Super important. Now, tell us about you're also I know the team is from Norway. So I'm just curious, how does the educational system in Norway compare and contrast to the U.S., for example? Yeah, so so uh, one of the founders he actually had education partly in in the U.S., so he had some experience from from school there, uh, and could compare it to we also one of the founders from uh, from UK and the UK system. So we had quite a global, uh, you could say, experience of of learning through school system. Uh, and I say that in Norway, of course, it's been um, you could say more. Uh, Lately, at least, more sort of a creative uh, learning uh, focus here in Norway, uh, which uh, which uh, I'm not so familiar with the school system in the US, but it's been uh, recently here in Norway a lot of focus. And then uh, I think what we saw in the in the US school system and the experience that some of the founders had there was that it was very sort of one system that. Uh, tried to fit the same school system onto everyone uh, without sort of catering to the individual learner and the individual need of sort of being uh, sort of uh, leveling out the playing field, you could say, was missing, which is also what we're trying to do with Kahoot, make sort of the platform accessible and, and, and useful for everyone at all levels, not only the high performer, and not only the sort of the one that's struggling behind. So trying to make it very inclusive was what we saw the need for uh, based on the experience from the different school systems, both UK, US and, and Norway. It's a very admirable goal. And I got to tell you, this is why the EdTech revolution is so exciting. And this is why I love to cover it, because I think at the at the heart of all the good businesses out there that are trying to make a change, it is all about leveling, le- leveling the playing field and allowing access. So I think that's amazing for, for listeners who are new to Kahoot or maybe want to check it out. Take us through how to use it or how how it has been used in different classroom settings. Yeah, so the. The most used uh, part of, of Kahoot, you could say, is that the teacher uh, can very quickly create uh, a quiz, typically 10 questions about the topic they are learning. And then you have different alternatives and, and, and probably some images to illustrate. And in the, in the sort of some of the best uh, Kahoot games, it's a little bit difficult so that you're struggling. There's a little bit resistance to... To, to get it right uh, so that you learn while you are playing. So it's sort of not necessarily to get it correct, but by uh, sort of evaluating different alternatives, you will, you will learn as you go through the questions, which is uh, the, sort of the best examples of Kahoot's uh, by teachers. Of course, you also have the ones which are more fast paced to, to sort of see and revisit previously taught topics and to see where the class is so that the teacher can know that the class has sort of come to the next level or understood the concepts. So that's the most uh, known uses of Kahoot. And then you have the very exciting, uh, deeper uh, use of Kahoot, where you have the students creating their own uh, Kahoot games as part of the learning experience. 
uh, which what we call uh, learner to leader, which we have seen uh, use of since we launched. Uh, but we really, really hope that more and more students will also create their own Kahoot's learning games and quiz the other students uh, on topics, which improves the learning experience for the student because then they create their own uh, learning games. Now, that's how we have been employing Kahoot. Well, one way that we've been employing it, we, teachers also create it at our school, but the students use it a lot, and they seem to really enjoy it. The other thing that's interesting is I know that there's a lot of different formats for quizzes. Some can take shape of all sorts of interesting games based on the students' preferences. So tell us about those different formats that the quizzes can appear in. Yeah, so so uh, apart from sort of changing the speed and pace of the game, which is a very important factor. Uh, we have some variation in the way you can ask the question, uh, one which is sort of the standard quiz uh, format with question answer and one which is more sequencing of, uh, of uh, correct answers. So it's more a timeline. Uh, so of course, these variables you can play around with, having points, no points, and there's some ancestry bonus to reward, uh, you can say, more accuracy over speed. Uh, so I, I would, of course, recommend everyone that tries Kahoot to play around with these settings to get different uh, types of uh, high-speed uh, games or, or more uh, thinking and exploring type of uh, games. For schools that don't currently use Kahoot, but maybe teachers are listening or school administrators are listening, they want to try it, how easy is it or how long does it take to begin to train teachers and integrate it into a curriculum? So I think one of the success of Kahoot is that it should be extremely easy. You can just create an account. You can search for any topic and find a ready-made Kahoot made by other teachers and play it on the fly. So literally five minutes uh, to play a game that is relevant to the topic that you're teaching. Uh, of course, uh, I would encourage teachers to duplicate what they find, they find or to create their own to make sure it's specifically tailored to where they are in the learning experience with their students. Now, let's talk a little bit about, so, so we've, we've seen these games created. We've seen teachers, let's say, take on the software and learn it very quickly. Let's talk about if we're looking at specific subject matters. We've got history. I've seen it being used in history. I've seen it being used in math. Are there any subjects that are not suited for Kahoot, or is it something that you see teachers across the board, across disciplines, using effectively? I must actually say that it's been used successfully across disciplines. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's different if you use it in history or if you use it in math. You need to tailor the game with uh, more time to answer. If it's math, then uh, then sort of if it's uh, remembering dates and and uh, times in the history. But it has been used successfully in all all across all the different. Uh, major uh, learning topics and that you can also see by by searching around on the platform to see some of the 55 million games that are made and and uh, half is publicly available on the platform you guys obviously have generated a crazy amount of buzz you have uh, so many users so it's obviously become wildly successful already what can we expect to see on the horizon from Kahoot maybe in the next year two years what do you what new pieces or components are you guys working on uh, so what I'm mostly excited about uh, right now is that we're uh, launching our new uh, improved mobile app to make it even easier for students specifically 
to create uh, games on mobile devices uh, in class or on the go or at home to challenge their parents uh, uh, using, uh, I mean, airplay and sharing uh, to screens and super fast uh, creator. Uh, so that's very uh, exciting that we are improving on the learner to leader, as we call the student creation of Kahoot's. So that's very exciting. And then, of course, we are always improving on the game uh, format, as we discussed. So that's coming uh, in the near future as well. And then, of course, we're, we're improving the platform for all our users, uh, teachers. Uh, we also have a lot of business uh, users. And we're also looking into what we can do to improve the experience at scales for, for schools and, and district use of uh, Kahoot. I imagine with all of these games being created, I think you said somewhere in the in the 50 million some games or quizzes that have been created on Kahoot. I imagine yeah. you must have a wealth of amazing data and analytics in terms of what types of games work best for this type of subject and so on and so forth. Do you guys do anything with those analytics outside of Kahoot in terms of using that for consulting with schools or anything like that? So what we have done is to create some uh, some example uh, Kahoots that you can actually use and find that are tailor-made for curriculum uh, together with some of our most active teacher uh, users. We have some math Kahoots, science Kahoots, history Kahoots uh, in ELA where we have uh, created Kahoots together with teachers to, to make some good examples of ways of using Kahoot. That's very cool. So this is amazing. And again, for everybody that's listening who's in education, or even if you're not in education, even if you're just a parent and want to make some fun games with your kids to try and test each other on anything they could be learning or you could be learning and want to show them, I highly encourage you to do so and check it out. So if people want to learn more about Kahoot, download it, etc., how do they do that? So you can just go on Kahoot.com to create your free account, or you can download our free uh, app in, uh, in, in the app stores. Okay, amazing. Now, if you guys don't know how the exact spelling, it's K-A-H-O-O-T. But if you miss that, you can rewind. It is a podcast. You can also go to our podcast section on the website at scalarlearning.com, and we'll have all the pertinent links and everything there for you. So once again, I'd like to thank my guest, CEO of Kahoot, Osmond, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's been super fun. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. And make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. Just go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning. We got weekly live streams coming down all the time, new math music videos coming out on the regular. So make sure to check that and check back every Monday for new podcast episodes with new guests. We got a ton of amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you guys so much for joining and I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Scalar,